Life Surfer podcast listener, how the heck are you? The forthcoming surf podcast is with Taylor Lobdell of Surf Vival League. I played it last year. I lost, but it was so fun. We're going to learn all about it. And before we do, if you're interested in Surf Vival, be sure to uh, register at the website surfvival-league.com. Get registered and get your picks in by January 28th. I just registered myself and I saw that you got to get your pick locked in by January 28th, which is why I decided to, in fact, record a, an intro to this podcast uh, for this forthcoming interview. So uh, Pipeline Pro, the window opens January 29th. I'm not crazy about WSL, but um, a little bit of a surf survival and also my... Uh, my fantasy surf league keeps me engaged and uh i don't know i got nothing more to say enjoy taylor he's a good man and i appreciate you listening yeah buddy. Jeff, i'm a small wave lover craigslist scroller a surf gambler taylor are you a uh craigslist scroller i am craigslist facebook marketplace i hit all the use boards uh i haven't, I haven't got on facebook marketplace i don't have an account on facebook but what are you looking for these days on craigslist Ooh, uh usually boards uh that are kind of bigger wave boards uh even though my big wave time is less than five percent and i'm kind of scared of big waves to be honest and i always just end up buying a new 511 or used 511 every single time (laughs) right as i collect yes well i should give you a proper introduction taylor what's your last name lobdell Taylor Lobdell of Surf Vival. And are you the founder and principal operator of it? Yes, I am. I'm pretty much a one-man show over here. Cool. I talked about Surf Vival, I want to say, uh, last year. And uh, I lost, like like ever, you know, like a lot of people do, because there's only one winner in the end. It's a tough, tough game. But, uh, you know, for the sake of the listeners who are new to it, do you mind describing your service? Yeah, of course. So basically, it's, it's very simplified fantasy surfer. So instead of taking a whole team of, let's say, eight surfers, you just pick one surfer to make it past the round of 32. So let's say a pipeline coming up, let's say you pick Kelly Slater. He has to make it past the round of 32. If he does, then you're on to sunset. But if he does not, you're out for the year. And we keep playing this way until there's one person left. And that one person will win $5,000 and a three board quiver from Panda surfboards. That's an outstanding prize. Yes. So you can't, the key is you can't pick the same surfer. Once you pick that, once you pick Kelly once, forget about it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of people say, Hey, that's easy. I'll just pick Gabriel Medina every time. But uh, there is a lot of strategy, especially with the mid-year cut happening. You kind of have to say, okay, do I want to use the top guys now or maybe wait a little bit? But if you like, some people say, hey, I'm saving John John. And then you pick Yago Dora at pipe and he loses and you're just completely done. So yeah. there's a little strategy there. Big time. You got you to gotta match the appropriate surfers with the appropriate waves. Um, exactly. I remember doing, a, well, shoot, I'll still do a survival uh, NFL, you know, at the top of the season. Uh, was that your inspiration for this? Yeah. So I had a buddy who started a, um, a NFL Survivor League. This is not a new thing that I invented. Um, and I always huge WSL fan, uh, huge fantasy football fan, but I could never quite get into WSL fantasy. I would usually make like a, a team at the start of the year. I, I really wouldn't keep up with it. And I was like, why is this? 
And I think it was just like the tears, the weird points, the fact that you can change the surfers past the round of 32 never really drew me in. But I really like the idea of making those those first couple of rounds really fun. So I started the Survivor League. And another reason I like it is because with NFL Survivor or WSL Survivor, the Survival League, you you know who your friends are picking. So you can have a good text thread with your buddies. Be like, dude, I got Pelly Slater at Pipe. He's on right now. Whereas if you're texting about a full fantasy surfer team, you're not going to say, I have Slater and Medina and Yago Dora and all these people. Like nobody really cares. But if you're just writing one guy, that was kind of the inspiration of it. So if I recall, well, you tell me, how do I get involved with Survival? How do the listeners uh, register to play? Yeah. So uh, survivalleague.com. There's a dash in between Survival and League. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram as well. You basically just click uh, join on the website. It's a $20 entry fee. And then that's good for the the whole year. And I, what I liked about it, and again, it's surfvival, S-U-R-F-I-V-A-L-league.com. Yep. Yep. Um, and I should say that you should use the the promo code. Just mention uh, midlife or midlife surf. Um, and we can have a little midlife surf team going. And so we can track how everyone's doing that's uh, that the podcast listener. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. So if you're listening and you like the pod, don't embarrass me. I need you to log in, sign up. We got to have more than one or two participants. I'll be, I'm going to do it as well. So I'll enter a promo code, uh, promo code midlife surfer. I like Perfect. how, um, crude is, is not the right word because it doesn't do it justice, but I like how, I like how you, I believe you sent us spreadsheets last year, right? With yeah. Participants it, and their picks. It is low tech. Uh, and that spreadsheet is the bane of my existence. So, um, I'm working on making it a little bit higher tech. Uh, once I get a little bit more, um, just, I, I kind of proved out that people want to play. Now I'm going to invest some money and I'm not a tech guy at all. So I want to build out this platform where people can play, not just survival, but I think there's more room for in, uh, like event games, uh, event by event games and challenger series games. And I want to get a women's uh, game as well. And just have like a, a, a platform where we can all play these games and have a fun little community. That's really what I'm trying to do. What's the biggest challenge with that uh, spreadsheet? Ooh, it is the late picks because I really like getting everybody the spreadsheet right as the, the Hooter sounds in the first contest, but I get all these late picks um, that I have to go in and pull numbers and pull percentages and I really like to have that done early. And sometimes, you know, an event will start at 2 a.m. Uh, Pacific Coast time. I'm in, I'm in California. And uh, waking up early and looking at this spreadsheet with uh, bleary eyes is probably the biggest challenge. It's so fun. So, but yeah. it's, so, it's so hard. And I think I got burned because well, I didn't get burned. I burned myself just because I misunderstood. I don't know why I thought I made it. Past the oh, I made it into the round of 32, but I didn't yep. make it past the round of 32. And I was yep. like, what the fuck. And I remember I even emailed you and you emailed me back too. And you said, No, you got to make it past the round of 32. Uh, um, but it's fun. I think it was Griff Colapinto. I think I think he burned a lot of people last year. Yeah, we call it the Colapinto curse. Uh last year he was responsible for over 50% of uh the eliminations of the survival league. 
That's interesting. He's a really dynamic surfer. He's, he's one of my faves to watch, although I'm not a yeah. huge W. I'm not a huge WSL head, but I, I watch it. I play fantasy surfer myself too. And it's only fun because the buy-in is a hundred bucks, you yeah. know, and you get paid. Yeah. Before this, before I started this, I would definitely tune in on the heavy water waves, pipeline, Chopu. Um, I, I really liked watching sunset beach as well when it was the, the final stand on the, the WQS, because I love to see people who needed to qualify and just going on these huge waves. I've also surfed that wave. I think it makes a difference if you've surfed waves before and see how they, uh, they, they surf these waves that you've surfed. Um, but yeah, now I'm, I'm watching every contest and especially the early rounds with survival league. I think it makes it fun. Yeah, I agree. And there's something, God, I wish they spoke less though. If I could offer any advice to WSL, I'm not a big golf guy, but there's something yep. about the aesthetics of golf on television and also surfing when you get it, like when you get a streaming on YouTube or whatever, on your big screen, it looks so pretty and yes. soccer. I'm not a big soccer guy, but my boy is yep. getting into premier league and I watch it. And one thing I love is that they let the game breathe. There'll be a minute. Yes. Where they anything. Yes. I don't know why you can't just let those guys float out there for two or three minutes without saying a damn word of this too much jibber jabber. <laughs> I totally agree. And golf in my getting into the, be a midlife surfer myself. Now golf is just like so relaxing and just, they give you a couple interesting tidbits and then just let the birds chirp a little bit. Um, I've also just started that uh, new HBO, I think it is, or maybe Netflix tennis show um, that follows It's basically uh, I think it's a drive to survive formula one team called Breakpoint. And, um, I'm like a casual tennis fan, but they do the same thing. They're like, they're not talking when they're playing. You can just watch it. Um, and then they'll add their insights later. I think they can definitely use that, um, that format. Yeah. I, I think the aesthetics just kind of lend themselves to that. But, uh, anyway, no, I've, I've paid attention to WSL and, uh, mainly by virtue of doing this, uh, fantasy surf league and survival last year. And I'll certainly do it again. I think it's a really clever, uh, idea. What was the show? Um, I did watch that. I think I downloaded, I think it was Apple TV or HBO that WSL did. It was kind of corny, but I still dug it. Do you remember yeah. what it was called? It was Make or break. called Make, Make or break. break. Yeah. I watched the first, I think, two episodes. Uh, I was, I or maybe three episodes. I really liked when they were going through like the Australian rookies. Um, I thought that was interesting. They're basically like sleeping in their cars. They definitely have not like, quote unquote, made it yet. Um, and, uh, it was interesting, but maybe it's telling that I haven't fully watched it and I'm probably their target audience. So, yeah, I downloaded it. I think I was flying back from a trade show from Atlanta or something and, and knocked them all out. Of course, yeah. I'm blanking on the kid that I liked a lot. I know exactly. Well, there's Matt, was it Matt McGillivray? Yeah, exactly. Kind of humble and low key. And then there was the kid who did really well. And then I think he didn't make the cut last year too. He's got big teeth, kind of handsome kid. Yeah. Uh, probably Morgan Siblick. That's it. Yep. Yeah. And they're just like proper like Aussies too. Like, I mean, you know, I I'm 41 now. So, but I remember being, you know, my early twenties, like the way they throw them back and you know, the energy that they have and stuff. Dude. And like the the anger and the, the testosterone, like that was cool to see. And if you watch this, uh, break point tennis, uh, show, there's this Greek, uh, Australian guy, Nick Kyrgios, I think his name is. 
And he is like Gabriel Medina on steroids. He's like the villain of the, of the tennis. And um, we don't really have too many characters like that on the, on the uh, WSL right now. And I kind of wish we did. I do too. In fact, Gabe is my favorite surfer by virtue of him being the bad guy. I've always liked the bad guy wrestlers, et cetera. Who's your favorite on, uh, on tour? I'm such a Slater fan. I, I always root for the older guys. Uh, even if it's the NFL, like Tom Brady, I, I want to see him win. Um, Kelly Slater, since the early 90s, when I started really caring about surfing, watching Loose Change and Hit and Run and Campaign and all those Taylor Steele videos, uh, it was always Slater for me. Right on. I'm one of those um, adult, vulnerable adult learners. So I didn't like when I was in high school, I was more into Tony Gwynn and uh, Barry Bonds and stuff. Uh, so yep. I don't have to, like, I, 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 I didn't idolize Slater, although I certainly appreciate him for what he is. Um, anyway, your prizes are impressive, dude. Uh, do yeah. you recall? So last year you gave away a free board quiver from Panda as well, right? Yep, exactly right. And we had a guy from Bondi Beach. Australia. His name is Brendan. He won really good guy. He, um, is a, is a butcher and, uh, he bought some Harley Davidson motorcycle parts or maybe a motorcycle. And the, the board is in the, uh, the glassing station now, just as, uh, as you hear every single time you, you get some new boards, it's always being glassed. I have one being glassed right now. In fact, Ryan, a timber surf go anytime now. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You got cash price. You said 5K? Yep. $5,000 American dollars. American dollars. And yep. Beach Grid as a sponsor. So you've really done some hustling, man. I mean, good for you. Yeah. Congratulations on what you have going. How many years has Survival been going? So we started uh, March. We launched March 17th of 2020. So if you recall, March 19th, was when they shut the whole world down and the WSL was canceled two days later. So it was incredible timing, but luckily we just had everybody who signed up just go um, to, to the next year. So we're going on our, our third year, but really our second, like full, full year of the survival league. And how did you connect with the guys at beach Crit? Uh I actually just uh, wrote into them and uh, asked if they'd publish an article and they said that they wanted to get into fantasy um, surfing and they just wanted to be a partner. So um, they, they've been a great partner. I, I think they're hilarious um, writers and um, the community around them. Like if you go on those, those live streams are always talking about survival. So it's a really, really good fit. And then Panda, um, I grew up in Newport and Blake uh, from Panda. He, some, he spent some time around Newport. So um, I kind of just, I kind of just emailed my top five like dream shapers to be involved. Um, a couple of them got back to me, but I, I picked Panda because I, I I love their shapes. I did too. There's a couple uh really nice like matte finished, colorful panda fishes available at Midtown Surf that I've lusted after. That's a cool brand, and uh, it is really cool. I don't know too much about them, but it sounds like a cool company. And by virtue of uh, what you just said, it sounds like um, <clears throat> sounds like they're the real deal. Oh yeah. Uh, you talk to Chad Smith or Derek Riley much at all? Yeah, I do. They're both both great guys. Um, I talked to Derek a little bit more on the phone, um, but Chaz is uh, is always involved as well. 
I, I love that site. And again, I'm not core. I've been surfing for nine, 10 years. And some of the shit they write it could hurt my feelings. Um, <laughs> although, you know, um, I don't know. I like to consider myself with a hell of a lot more etiquette uh, than, than some of the footage that they post of, of vows getting in people's way and having really feeling self-entitled, et cetera. Um, yep. I especially like surfing down in your neck of the woods. I went to Cal Poly. My wife is from Cayucas. Um, nice. my, my in-laws are still down there. I, I surf studio when I'm in town there. Uh, yep. Are you primarily surfing the rock or where about do you surf primarily? Yeah. So I actually went to Cal Poly too. So I, I kind of learned the spots uh, then. Uh, I was on the Cal Poly surf team and I go, yeah, it really depends on the, on the tides and the swell, but usually the rock studios, a um, couple like reef breaks around town. Sometimes I'll go down South to, to Pismo um, depending, but lately it's just been so huge. I know everybody in California is talking about how they're just scoring out of their, their gourd. And I've surfed zero times in January, the creeks and the, like there's creeks that are developing in, in our town from this rain that I've never seen flowing before. And all the water is just completely brown. And in, in slow in the central coast of California, we don't really have the um, geography to, to handle these huge swells. And, and um, we have a couple like nooks and crannies, like inside the harbors and stuff like that. But we don't have good setups like Santa Barbara or San Diego or, even Orange County and in Santa Cruz definitely does. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I think last time I surfed was right before Christmas or something. And, and the weather fucking sucks. And I, I, I get in a rut, a rut too. Just, I don't know. I just, I'll, I'll get, if you, Michelle, you know, uh, uh, there's a, one of his boards is behind me. He's a great guy, but he's always said, you, you got to use it or lose it. So my quote is about one and a half times a week if I can hit that. But it's funny, yeah. man. Um, to your point, I, uh, I almost find when it's really pumping, it's, um, well, it's funny coming from me, but amateur hour. Um, it's like, I see guys I've never seen before ever. Yep. I'm shocked yep. at how many amazing surfers there are to begin with, but yep. then it's like, everyone is out. I'd much rather go out there in a one to two foot day with a nice tide at the hook. And, uh, you know, on yep. Sunday morning, um, anyway, but I know, I know about what you're talking about there. There's not many point breaks. There's not much shelter there for a straight west, no. which is what it was. And it just will just absolutely destroy you. Exactly right. Yeah, I think the whole thing about like people showing up when it's like surfline means it's like good to epic or whatever. Like I would much rather you I, I have so much more fun when it says like Port Affair and people kind of write off surfing from the day and then you can get out there and find your little your spot that I much rather would surf there. It kind of honestly stresses me out when the waves are good because there's so many spots that could be breaking and like really all I think about. I can't focus on work. I can't focus on really anything. So sometimes I like when there's like flat spells where there's not, not a lot of expectations and you can just get up, get wet and have fun. I feel I sometimes just want to entirely longboard because you, if you dial into the same spot and I don't know how many good longboard waves you have down there, but you know, in Santa Cruz, there's plenty, but Oh yeah. There's, there's no pressure there. And you know, you get out on a one foot day and you have an absolute blast, you know, and there's no, so and there's no pressure. And I have just as much fun on those days. You know, you know, you longboard, you get the, you feel the nuance. You did this right. You kind of, you know, you are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, you find trim right in the pocket. Yep. Um, you plane your board correctly and it doesn't look cool to someone on the beach and you're not taking this, you know, six foot drop and, and going whatever, you know, six to 12, which I'm not doing anyway. But my yes. point is I have just so much long fun longboarding as I do on some of these quote unquote epic days too. In fact, I'm 100%. Board, 
Yeah. And then, and then on a one foot day, like a two foot wave pops up and you're just so stoked. Um, whereas if it's like a, a four to six foot day and a two foot wave comes by, you're like, eh, yeah. 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 Those, those times where you just have like, I have two boys and my wife and I don't know, rarely are we apart where like, she'll take the kids out of town or whatever. But there was, I remember there was a time where she was gone for like three days and I work and I just have a damn thing to do. It was this summer and the tide was too yeah. high it just wasn't right. But I went out there anyway, like two or three straight nights at sunset, no pressure to get home, make dinner and nothing like that. I think I had the most fun of my life, man. And I, I got to the point where I'm just like, let's see how long I could before I take off, like angle it, find exactly the spot on the wave that I want to take off. Go, go as slow as you can. You know, that's to me, at least that's where the magic is. And my ability anyway, learning in my early thirties, that's probably where I should be living anyhow. Yeah. It's uh, it's so fun just to go out for a session and just focus on one thing. That's like, not going to really look cool or anything, but you're like, I'm just going to work on doing a photo today. I, I, I like that. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a incredible hobby and it's almost cruel in that there is no, there's no there, there, there's no destination. You'll never master a fucking thing. And the carrot moves every time you think you achieve something. So oh. you obviously are a pretty competent surfer. You grew up in Santa Barbara. So I grew up in uh, Costa Mesa, uh, which is like, kind of right by our closest beach is Newport beach. So I could ride my bike to the, the, uh, beach. I grew up surfing. I, I don't even remember my first wave is probably when I was like five years old. My dad was a Huntington beach lifeguard. So I, I grew up with surfing my blood. Outstanding. You surfed competitively at Polly. Uh, what'd you major in? Uh, sociology. And, uh, my joke is don't really, don't ask me what that means. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I, uh, I majored in journalism at uh, Cal Poly. So nice. Yeah. Um, how is your surfing now? Like, uh, have you receded? Have you, you know, there's that, like, what's the word? Of, um, I, I like baseball a lot. There's, um, there's a fulcrum where your physical ability is declining, right? Yeah. As you get older, but then your mental ability with the game is increasing. And there's that spot right in the middle where they meet, you know, and uh, especially yeah. with the help of HGH and steroids, you can capture yeah. uh, some amazing hall of fame seasons when they cross. Do you find yourself at those crossroads now, or are you like cursing yourself in the water? Like, God damn it. So I am not an angry surfer. Um, I am very stubborn though, where I'm really refusing to uh, like get on a bigger board. So I'm always the 5'11", to 6'1", shortboard guy. I do have a fish, but it's like 5'6". Um, I would say my level on most days is pretty much the same as when I was like at my peak, maybe at like 22. But there are days that are, are I would say, crummier and maybe onshore. And uh, it's just not really working for me. And maybe I've, I've had injuries. Um, yeah broke my ankle at, at a ocean beach on a huge day in the barrel, standing up on my board and it clamped on me. I had to drive to the emergency room from the beach, which, which sucked. So like that, <clears throat> the, the stiffness is, is kind of yeah. setting in, but I'm fighting that by doing like hot yoga and I yeah. go on runs and stuff like that. But overall father time is creeping up, but I'm, uh, I am trying to fight it. I loved, so Dane Reynolds, Yeah, he wrote this blog post um, a while, probably like 10 years ago, where he is trying to like rage against going on the mid-length. Yeah. Um, and I 
I'll send it to you. It's really, it's really good. I'd love um, to read it. But, but that's basically what I'm trying to do. My goal is to shortboard at 60. Good for you. That is my, that is my goal. <laughs> Sounds reasonable. How old are you now? Just turned 34. Oh yeah. Right on. Good for you. Yeah. I yeah. like it. I, I, um, well, let me ask you, what do you, what, when you size up, for example, on a board, um, on a, on a hipster, uh, board, uh, uh maybe a, a fish that's extra wide or a, um, something comparable to CI mid, for example, like a six, eight or something. Certainly yeah. I bet you could surf pretty well on it, but, uh, is it a learning curve? Like what is it you don't like about that relative to your five eleven? Uh, I think that, so sometimes if I'm on like a surf trip or like a family trip somewhere where there is a small wave and I'll like borrow a board from somebody and it, it's like a, maybe a mid length or an eight O I still have a ton of fun. Um, it's just not as, as challenging for me to do like these tight turns in the pocket. Yep. It's more of like it, and it, I probably should do it just for my like overall style and wave reading ability. But I really like the uh, feeling of staying very close to the pocket and doing tight turns yeah. in there, um, which I, I haven't really figured out how to do in um, on a bigger board. But I like that you're, uh, it's aspirational. And if anything, yes. I mean, you're not going to take your surf style with you to the grave. What you're going to take yep. with you are moments and, and times, conversations, and being yep. obsessed with, uh, you know, the incoming swell or looking for a, a step up for the next swell. But um, it's aspirational, you, you know, you're, it's personal development, right? And that's a, that's a, that's a worthy, worthy goal. So um, anyway. That's- I think so. Yeah, it's, it's definitely stubbornness and aspirational. And I just really like when I see like a white haired dude out in the lineup writing a shortboard. I just think that's really cool. Um, and I'm not anti mid length. I'm not anti longboarding yeah. at all. I think, um, I think that most people actually are on too short of boards. Um, but for me, I really like the challenge. Gosh, I'm blanking. He's a Santa Cruz guy. Uh, Coletta, Vince Coletta, uh, his boy Kalu Coletta shapes. Anyway, forgive me, Coletta, legendary shaper. Uh, yeah, one of the pioneers in Santa Cruz. But he's—he's—I don't know how old he is, but I think he's pushing seventy plus, and he still is shortboarding. And he says, you know, and he's a really competent surfer, so he's, he's got the timing down and the technique and everything and the feel. But um, yep. for him, it's easier as an older guy to manage that board in the water. That's one thing I like about yeah. riding shortboards too, especially at a beach break. It's just like you just—it's less of a liability. It feels like. Yeah. And it's easier to travel with. Um, I did a lot of traveling like the early twenties to like South America and lugging like a, a a big board around there sucks. Um, I actually found the Dane Reynolds quote, if you want me to read it, which is kind of like my, my motto. Yes. So, um, someday I'll have to hang it up, stop forcing my fossilized body to pump and thrash and relax into a more soulful manner, manner of riding waves. Maybe buy an old van and burn some sage. Get resin tints and grow a ponytail and wrap it in a bun. Switch to craft beer. Hang up the thruster and glide in from out the back on a 7.6 single fin. I'll put my arms in the air when I reach the crest of a very gently peeling wave. And for the record, if you ever see me on a set at Rincon throwing my arms in the air on a 7.6 single fin, feel free to burn me. (laughs) Dane Reynolds... It's just a character that it seems 100% authentic, which you just can't help. You can't help but like. 100%. His surf style too, wherever he surfed down at Ventura, C Street, et cetera. Some of those waves do the way he throws his heft around and those top turns. He surfs violently. 
And if you like look at him, so there's, you know, the whole trend and I'm, I'm definitely on the trend of like wellness and optimizing and cold baths and like yeah. yoga, like he is like, I'm going to take my daily Coors Lights. I got a little beer belly. Like I'm not in the best shape, but then you see him on the waves and somehow he's just throwing that body around yeah. better than somebody who's like optimizing their, their physical condition. It's, yeah, it's no crazy. Doubt. No doubt. Uh, I remember uh, my buddy Ben who lives down in Huntington sending me a post of his back when he was still competing. I think he was just on his last legs or maybe just wild card um, entries. But he was talking about how um, just hearing the commentary bugs him out in the water and he starts to listen to the commentary and how it gets in his head and how it distracts him. And that's probably yeah. the case for probably all of those guys are probably super insecure and all up in their head about so much stuff at that level. Uh, but just the fact that he talks about that, I just find that really refreshing. He just seems very comfortable in his own skin, I guess you could say. A hundred percent. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's just, yeah, he's just doing his own thing. I, I really respect it. By the way, for the record, I'd love to be on a seven, six with my arms back uh, on a set wave at Rincon. <laughs> Anytime I've surfed Rincon, it's been like zero to one feet. And I bring my, yeah. uh, my nine ten nose rider and I absolutely adore it. Uh, because yeah. hardly anyone's out by Harley. It's like 25, you know, but it's all just the mellow longboard dudes and gals. Yep. Uh, and then I think I went out once or twice when it was um, Chaz. It was for some proper waves. And not only was it crowded, but it was so douchey. The, the yeah. douche Southern California longboard, like the pretty boy guy. And of course, the douchebags surf beautifully. Uh, yes. But there's just a vibe there. Where I'm just like, oh, that's just not me. I got to get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, the the secret is out at Rincon and everybody's yeah. just on it. I I've had my fun most fun days uh like almost er, like very late season, almost early summer mm. where there's basically no swell, but the cove is just like pristine and there's these super small yeah. uh knee-high waves coming in and then a little bigger board and like you can basically just stand up on the on the sandbank there and and wait for a wave those are those are some really special times for me totally my in-laws my uh my sister-in-law and her husband live down in ojai so when i get down there i always sneak away for a sunrise surf um that's such a great drive it is that is a really pretty drive yeah we're blessed to be where we are and i i miss san luis obispo too i, I love getting down there i won't keep you too much longer my man i appreciate the uh i appreciate the uh the surf talk so yeah, what's course. your current, what's in your rotation right now? I need to know one thing about this pod that other pods don't give me that I want is yeah. I like minutia. Like how wide, what's the thickness you like and the length, like yeah. two or three boards that you have in the rotation right now. So I, there's a local, uh, San Luis Obispo shaper, uh, called Shane Stoneman. Yeah. And I think your listeners would really enjoy his boards. He has some high performance stuff, but, um, not, not all. So he has a board called a stonefish. Um, it's about, I'm going to guess it's about five, eight, uh, a little over 20 mm-hmm. inches wide and probably close to three inches thick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, there's a, there's a pulled in swallowtail. Um, and it's, it's very flat. Like there's yeah. not a lot of rocker at all. Uh, thick underneath the chest. And then more thin in the tail. I rode this board in September underneath the full moon in Malibu on a pumping south swell with mm. Anna Anna offshore winds. And it was the highlight of my surf life. I had this dorky Garmin watch that tracks um, 
how long my waves are. I got a 350 yard wave that night at 11 o'clock at night and I was flying. So that's like my, my go-to um, kind of everyday uh, yeah. board that I think your, your um, listeners yeah. would really like. Other route wise, I ride JS. I have a JS. I have a Channel Islands. They're yeah. usually around 5'11", um, about two inches thick, and I would say like 18 and a half wide. Yeah. Um, leaderage. I don't, I, I think leaderage is kind of BS. Yeah. But I would say like high 20s. Yeah. 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 I think, uh, well, in my humble experience, is the leaderage, um, you know, it's about timing and then, and then rocker too on the board. Yes. How flat is it, you know, in terms of getting into a wave? Cause I've had some, yeah, I've had higher leader board, the 40 liter board that's too long or, 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 or too, you know, a short and squatty 40 liter board or, or a 37 liter board that's a little bit longer that I've had easier time getting into waves on. Um, yeah, it's strange. It's strange. And, and sometimes I'm like, especially from the people, like uh, oftentimes I'm like, how are you getting this number? Like, what, yeah. what does this even mean? I don't know. I, I don't pay a lot of attention to it. I don't even really pay a lot of attention to dimensions. Yeah. I like to just hold boards yeah. and uh, just kind of like feel them yeah. and, and get a good feel of them. It's a trip. I, I trip out on how you can just by feel know if the board is suited for you. I also get a kick out of, you know, I have a 20 and a half wide board and then a 20 and three quarter and how that 20 and three quarter feels so much wider. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I feel like, uh, width is, is, uh, a way, uh, more important dimension than even thickness or length. Yeah. Um, width you can, you can really tell. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, anyway, I told you, congratulations once more surf viable. I need, uh, some listeners to, uh, it's only 20 bucks and I want you to win a three board Panda quiver. If I won that three board Panda quiver, I'd have to make yep. the hardest decisions in my garage as to which boards I'm going to get rid of. But, and then Panda yep. would immediately become my, my favorite label. Um, yes, that outstanding prizes. So please, and then enter promo. It sounds like it goes straight to you. So if someone said midlife surfer or midlife or whatever, you get the gist of it. And when yep. you say you lump us into the same teams, what is, what does that mean? So basically I'll, I'll just send you, um, the emails of, or, or yeah, the emails of the people that signed up under midlife surfer, um, and, and the people that do, um, and so you can kind of keep track and maybe get a little like email chain going or, or on Instagram and just kind of talk about, uh, your picks. I appreciate that, Taylor. Let me, yeah. let me ask you, we talked about your quiver, um, two, okay. T- two things. Cause we have some adult li- learners that, that listen, what yeah. do you have to say to adult learners? How about the one who's competent enough to paddle out, catch the waves, not necessarily surf them that well, but they're good enough to be out there. Um, I don't know. What's your impression of, of that surfer out there? Do you come across it uh, on the spots that you're surfing? Yeah. And I actually taught, I was a surf instructor for about 15 years oh, cool. and I've taught everybody from age three to age probably 60. Um, so I've, I've seen it all. Um, my advice to competent surfers is stay in shape. That's really, cause I see a lot of people that are out there for the first 20 minutes and they're catching waves and then their performance just falls off. Yeah. So definitely stay in shape. 
And that means going out on junky days yep. um, and just getting wet and going for paddles. Uh, also pick the right board. You probably need a bigger board. You're not Kelly Slater. Get on the right size board and uh, yeah, stay in shape for sure. Because Good once, because uh, once you, once you're actually riding the waves, riding the waves is not the hardest part about surfing. No. The hardest part about surfing is getting in position to catch those waves. Yeah. So once you, once you are in shape enough to do that, um, you're gonna have a fun time. Now you're telling me it's, it's hilarious. I mean, fly down to Manawa, you take a two hour bus to whatever, Playa Colorado's or whatever, uh, Panga drops or whatever. You spend months planning this thing. You spend yep. all this time procuring your board. You spend all this time paddling, duck diving. And then it, it nets out to, I don't even know, two and a half second rides, five second yep. rides. And, you know, under 30 seconds, all told of, you know, surfing, whatever, shipwreck in Baja after you get yep. back after three days with your friends. Like, you're yes. right. That's the easy part. Getting to your feet and getting going is the easy part. Yes. <laughs> Although I could argue, I could argue that's difficult for me too at times, but it's hilarious how much effort you put in for just the payoff. I know. I know. It, it is like, what, what are we doing here? It's a testament to how intoxicating surfing is. I mean, because it just takes yes. one or two turns and drops where you take that home with you. Um, notwithstanding, surfing under a full moon with howling offshores on a warm September oh, night. That was that the was, best. That sounds dreamy. Okay. Yes. Two questions. Uh, scariest moment in the water. You've had a lifelong journey of surfing. I bet you've got one. What comes to mind? Was la- either your scariest or how about the last time you were spooked in the water or maybe you just felt like, oh, shit. It's getting, uh, yeah. it's getting a little scary. So uh, I have a couple of these, but one, I was surfing Ocean Beach um, and I really enjoy surfing by myself. Um, so I was surfing Ocean Beach. It was probably a 12 to 15 foot day, foggy. Um, I pulled up and I was trying to find somebody to, to paddle out with me. Uh, that I didn't know, but just find an area where there were some surfers. I see these guys pulling out their 9-0 big wave guns. I'm on like a 6-2, and I can't really take a look at the um, the ocean, uh, I mean the lineup, because it's a little foggy. So I somehow find a rip current that pulls me out, because sometimes it's just impossible to get uh, to get out there. These waves that were stacking up in front of me were probably 20-foot faces, crashing right in front of me and i looked at the um there's those there's those windmills at at golden gate park in san francisco and i just remember looking at those i just said i want to be there so bad right now i i almost started crying yeah um and i took a wave on my belly from a 15 foot tall white water and trying to get in and just got so thrashed that did probably four somersaults i come up I can't get in and I'm like, I'm full panicking and, um, I, I make it in through the whitewash, um, totally defeated. And that was kind of the last time I've ever really surfed like really big waves. Yeah. That was a, a terrifying experience. I was like, God, I will go to church every single yeah. Sunday. Like just get me into the sand. Yeah. Yeah. You will, you will, trade your firstborn to get back yep. on land when you're spooked out there in the water. Exactly. Uh, could you see the beach from, from. I could. Yeah, could. I could. And I, it's, it, I, all I wanted to do is be on it. That's a good one. That yep. I don't, I've never been thrashed at OB on a 12 to 15 foot day, but just being thrashed on a six foot day at some specific breaks, oh. I can only imagine 
There's a there's yep. a special level to that velocity of thrashing that like really is um can wake you up for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How about this? When was the last time you cooked it? Anything where you thought, oh my God, how the fuck? I've been serving way too long for this to occur. Does anything Ooh. come to mind? Yeah, I mean, I still sometimes like put my Weston on backwards. Um, <laughs> That's a good one. Or just, you know, like getting your boards out of the garage and you just like hit it on a bike. Yeah. Like I, I cook it every single day. Like I'm a, I'm a lifelong kook. Um, <laughs> but the biggest kook it move recently was I just, so I have two kids. I, um, they're both young, like three and one. And when the one-year-old, um, was just born, you know, that, that first time getting out of the house with the kid, like after the hospital is like a big deal yeah. because you have to load up the car seats, load up everything. And the waves are really good. <laughs> and I don't like putting the boards on the top of my car. Cause I usually shortboard. I can just kind of slide them in. But with all this baby gear and two kids, I had to tie my boards to the top of the car. Um, so I tie to the top of the car. I turn onto highway one. I hear the chatter. Uh, I have a, a sunroof. So I open up the sunroof and like, I'm like, is that okay? And I'm still going like 50 miles per hour. And all of a sudden it just whoosh, yeah. the boards uh, go horizontal and are t- one is flying off the highway. And I have my precious one week old baby in the car. And I'm just like, what do I do? I'm like, beach day is over. I pull over. I had to go run down the highway and get the boards, stuff them in the car. Um, <laughs> it was just a, a full kook maneuver. Yeah, the added the added element of having a one week old baby in the car will kick up oh, the stress level on that. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yes, well, you got a good thing going, dude. It sounds like you got uh, two beautiful babies and a, and a nice life, and uh, oh, yeah. uh, hopefully a really burgeoning uh, endeavor with survival. Like I said, the prizes are legit. You're a good guy. I appreciate your energy and your candidness too. And thank you for coming on the pod, Taylor. Thank you. Yeah, Jeff. And I hope to see some listeners on the in the Survival League. I'm stoked for this year. Likewise. And if we don't get any, let's try again before the next season starts. I'd love to have you on again. 100%. Yeah, anytime. Thank you so much, Jeff. Stoke City, bitch. There it is. Go to surfvivaldashleague.com. Get your picks in by January 28th. Rather, get your pick in by January 28th. I'm kind of like thinking Nat Young. I don't know. You can outthink yourself. You don't want to get too cute with these picks. Maybe John, John. You know, the key is looking at the calendar and then taking an uneducated guess if you're in my shoes as to whom you're going to pick for each respective uh, event. But anyway, Taylor has good energy and I appreciate him coming on the pod. And maybe we'll have him on again down the road. This is the Midlife Surfer Podcast. Thank you for listening and peace. Wellness, wellness, optimizing, optimizing, cold baths, cold baths, daily Coors lights, daily Coors lights, yoga, yoga, yeah, man, throwing that body around, no doubt, uh, it was always Slater for me. You're not gonna take your surf style with you to the grave. The anger and the the testosterone, like that was cool to see. It's aspirational. Yes, I feel like width is a way more important dimension than even thickness yeah, or length. Ah. Width. You can you can really tell. Yeah, yeah. Stoke City, bitch.